13th um, sermon of this series. And before I get there, pray for me and my family next week. I'm flying out on Tuesday to Pennsylvania. I'll be in revival and flying back in on Saturday. So um, ask for your prayers. Amen. 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 We are um, embarking on still series. We're going deeper, going a level deeper, going a level deeper. I think that today is one of the most important sermons I've ever preached. I won't be able to get finished with it. I will tap into it and, and we will connect with it um, when we come back. But it's rediscovering I, our identity in Christ. And watch this, in and through other relationships. There's a connection. There's a connection. There's a connection. Um, Genesis is the book that shows us God's original intent and ideal. We have fallen from that. And the Lord Jesus Christ came to, 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 to restore us back, at least in part, to where we fell from. Amen. Amen. Scripture reading is going to be out of Genesis chapter 2, verse 20 and 25. It will come up on the screen. I'm reading from the New King James. And to read as such in our hearing. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. For Adam, but for Adam there was found no helper comparable to him, like him, spirit being. No one was found yet. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs, and in that rib, I believe, was spirit and soul of Eve that was already in Adam, already in him. She, he already blew the spirit of Eve in Adam, her emotion in him. He blew within Adam his complete self, but then God separates what we now call male and female gender. And remember, God has no gender. He's too big to be gender, which means that the male and female make up God as a whole. One is the right side, one is the left side. Uh, I'm not gonna make y'all stand long. Let me read on. I know I many ladies got high heels and your, and your toes are hurting. <laughs> And he took one of his ribs. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. In the NIV it shows that Adam breaks into Hebrew poetry. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father and shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And where I want to just, just sit here. And they both was naked, the man and the wife, and were not ashamed. Amen. Amen. 
Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, move Tracy out the way. And you speak through me. Lord, unless you preach it, unless you give it, nothing will be accomplished. So Lord, just um, make clear what you showed me. Even give me more of what you have seen. Allow me to say only that which you want me to say. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. There's no way not only I or anybody can begin to entertain, comprehend, grasp what happened when Adam and Eve disobeyed. The fall of all mankind, the fall of all creation. I believe that the planets, the moon, and the other planets are in chaos because of the fall with with man, that chaos that we see in the sky either happened either when Satan disobeyed or when Adam disobeyed. Because I know in Romans chapter 8, it says that all creation is held in bondage. Well, God made nothing in bondage. Bondage comes because of disobedience and sin. Even the world that we're in, the things that are happening, God never intended for it to be like this. God never intended for us to go through what we've been through. Every hurt, every pain, every struggle we have ever been through was not in God's original intent. Death was not in God's original intent. But when Adam disobeyed, chaos took over. Satan became the small G-O-D of this world. And he ushered in just the opposite of what God intended. We are now living in a world of darkness that is controlled by the king of darkness, which is Satan. Which is Satan. We, we are now being influenced by, by, by the world conduct and ideals. Matter of fact, who you think you are is not the real you. Say that, say that. Can, can I step into this? Yes, sir. One of the greatest things, I, I, know, I, know, I, know we, I know we lost knowledge. I know we lost understanding. But one of the greatest tragedy that happened to men and women was we lost our identity. There's no way I can even begin to, to, to describe to you what that means. Listen, 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 listen. This thing is so deep. Listen, all of us are portraying. We have come up with an image that we think we are, and that's not who you really are. Oh, can, can, can I step in another level? Can I step in another level? If you're not careful, you're what you think you are or you what you're trying to be can become your idol, and that's your God instead of God being your God. It's going to be so quiet in here. Listen. 
listen, and sometimes family, friends, and everybody else will try to hold you to a standard that God didn't give you to walk in. All of us, all, all, all of us have, have been pressed upon and, and people have tried to put us in a box that God never created for you. And then, then we are influenced by, by insecurities and, and woundedness and, and darkness and, and everything because Satan has stolen. He has destroyed our identity. That, that last verse that deals with it says, says that Adam and Eve was, was naked and not ashamed. And, and I, I asked Cup, I said, go back and tell me what, you mean, what this means when they come back. Because it's more than surface. It's, it's more than, than just physical nakedness. It is that they was transparent with one another, that, that there's something going on here. That more than meets the eye, that, that what they saw in one another, they was each other mirror. You, be, you better be careful who's your mirror today. Truth of the matter is, none of us really know who we are. We, we, have, we have taken on the picture of what somebody else has said or, 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 or mentioned or done to us, and it has affected our own image. Our image has been murdered. Our, 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 our image, our, our spiritual image of who we are in Christ has been disfigured. And you can't even walk in the love of God when you don't know who you are in him. Can I, can, I, can I go step further? Let me leave this and come back. Let me, let me show how important this is. Remember that in the Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus, in verse 13, when he has made his way to Caesarea of Philippi, and do I have any Israelites in here? Well, the Israelites went there, and this is in the Gentile region, and what it is is at the base of a mountain, and it's all rock. In, in this place, there was worship. There was demonic worship that took place. And it was so, 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 so horrifying that every Jew was scared of this place. There was a cave there, and out of this cave was a, was a, was a, was a lake, was a stream that came out of it. And they used to do baby sacrifices. And it was believed that out of this cave, this cave was the gateway to hell. It was believed that Satan came out of it, demons came out, and they went back and forth. And here Jesus uses this background, and he says to them, whom do men say that I? He, he said, what's my image? How do you identify me? How do you see me? Then he turns to them and says, how do you identify? Listen, listen, listen. This is so important. Why? Because did you know that unless you identify Jesus rightly as the Son of God, as our Savior, as the one who died for us, that even your salvation is based on it? Wonder if Jesus got his identity wrong. 
Wonder if his brothers and sisters convinced him he wasn't who God said he was. Wonder if he allowed the closest people around him to dictate and define and be his reference point and his mirror. What if he didn't allow God to establish in him who he was and he was so strong in it, he didn't care who believed it or not. Don't you see him at the house and the house is full and his brothers and sisters and they have convinced his mom because they think he's mad, they think he's out of his mind and the Bible says that they came to take him by force and Jesus standing there and someone come up and say, your mom, your brother, and your sisters are here to get you and he said, whoever believes in me is my mother, my brother. Sometimes you can't even let your parents dictate who you are. See, because if they don't see the spirit inside of you, see, see, sometimes we put people in boxes to fit what we want, not who they are. Who's your mirror? Why, 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 why did you look away? I mess with you every Sunday. I, I want to thank you. I, I want to I, I thank you for always doing something that make you my illustration. I want to thank you for helping me preach every Sunday. I need to start paying you. <laughs> but as soon as she looked the opposite way, But the point is, is this, somebody is your mirror. Somebody is reflecting to you who you are, and if their picture of you is wrong, then the reflection you're receiving is wrong. I remember, I remember, have, have you ever been when, when, when they used to have the carnival, you go into this and they got all those different mirrors and, and you walk in front of this mirror and you tall, you short, you fat, you skinny, you... <laughs> Distortion, disfigurement. And Satan is an expert at disfiguring distorting who we are, who we're trying to be. And if you never allow God to reestablish in you who you are, you will never walk in the blessings God has for you. Well, let me speak to some young people. Let me speak. I don't care how fine she is. I don't care how many muscles he has. If he can't see the spiritual you and speak into you who God says you are, he's talking smack. Uh, I, had, I, had, I had someone say this morning, I said, I said he would tell you he loves you to get what he want from you 
and once he gets what he wants from you, he'll leave you and take from you. Huh? Huh? Take the same line and go to the next. Because if it worked on you, it worked on her. And he's, he's really saying not that I love you. He said, I lust you. See, if you're not hearing from God who you are, then you believe in a lie. If you're not allowing the word to defer, to tell you who you are, and then, you're, then everything that has happened to you, everything you've been through, the one that should have built you up but did let me, let me go here. Let me go here. Let me go here. If mama and daddy's messed up, then they can't pour into you because their own vision of themselves is messed up. Can't nobody give you what they don't have. That's why you better surround yourself with some folks who know some Jesus. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not just know Jesus, but chasing Jesus. Because there's some folks who know Jesus, but they still clucking like chickens. You better hook yourself up to an eagle that have identity that Christ is lifting them and they can speak into you what God has put in your spirit. Adam and Eve are each other's mirror. More than anything else, that is what a husband and wife is, spiritual mirror. But, but let me just not leave it a husband and wife. You, you need to surround yourself with friends, with people that, that, that not, not only tell you that they see Christ, but tell you when you're not acting like Christ. Let you know that's not Christ-like. God is constantly working on our image because until I, I begin to gravitate towards what he has called you, we, if mama don't do it, if, if, if wife don't do it, you get before the Lord and let Jesus do it. Listen, don't let nobody be your God. The only God you got, his name is Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, listen, Y'all know some of my story. You know what my story of my past is like? Because this was my image of myself. I used to play and so hard, I would come home broken. I broke this ankle in three places. I broke this ankle and never got it fixed. I, I, I broke a, a, uh, a rib. I got stitches, a scar across my head where my head been busted. Had scars down there, stitches here, stitches here, scars all over the place because I played so hard and had no sense of stop for myself. I was a little boy that was probably the little roughest little boy <laughs> on the street. And I remember. I remember in junior high school, 
we were doing some project and some class, and guys would say, and one guy said, I Trace, I wouldn't want to fight you. And it was fighters that I was around. And I looked at him, I said, well, nah. He said, Trace, if you was losing, you wouldn't quit. We'll have to kill you because you don't know how to stop. And all of them said, that's you. That's you. My mom used to say to me, Tracy, you got to learn to love yourself, honey. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to learn to look after you, honey. My mom used to pray the angels would watch me when I went out the door. Because she didn't know how I was going to come back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I if I was going to come back. I remember I had this dirt bike, and I, was, I got bored, so I'm around the dirt bike, down back here. It didn't used to be trees there. It used to be just, you know, so I'm taking the dirt bike, and I'm riding up and down. And my mom and dad was coming up to say, and my mom said, Joe, look at that crazy person. <laughs> As they got closer, she said, ah! <laughs> that crazy person is... It's my crazy son. I'm telling y'all too much. But this is. You know what, though? When God pulled me back three and a half, four years, I devoured the Bible. I, I, I live in Ephesians chapter one, two, and three. I prayed for. You know what God was doing? He was stripping me of the old image yes, sir. Yes, sir. and putting in me, you're mine, you're my child, you're my, and I'm not saying I got it all together, but I'm far beyond where I used to be. I still need a whole lot of work, but I know how to encourage myself. I know how to tell myself I'm chosen, I'm, I'm loved, I'm God's anointed, I have favor. I'm blessed. And listen, you better know how to encourage yourself because everybody and everything will pull from you that if you don't have no one pouring in you, you better pour in yourself. We have no idea the disfigurement that took place in us. Every, I tell some people, you know why you've been through all you've been through? Because Satan was afraid for you to walk in who God called you to be. Oh, y'all don't hear me? There's some folks that, that God, that, that Satan did extra work on. Came out the wound and, 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 and was picked on and... And everything after that happened. And I said, I, 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 know, I know what happened. I understand what happened. Why? Because, because as Satan get a glimpse of your future, he tried to derail you in your childhood. He'll pick on you when you're a baby. He'll make sure you're the one that's picked out to be picked on because he's trying to mess up the image of yourself so you are never walking where God has you to be. The devil is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Who's your mirror? 
Who is speaking into you? He says in Ephesians, he says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, it says, that, it says, he says, he says, I wash you with my word, provoking the beauty that is in you out of you. My word tells you who you are. I don't care what nobody else says. I don't care what nobody else says. Listen, if that person not speaking into your spirit, let them speak to your hand. We're using too many of the wrong references. We're letting Satan take us back. We're letting Satan keep reminding us, no, that's not who I am. That's what happened to me. But that's not who I am. Paul says in, in, in Romans chapter, I know, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, he said, by, by the grace of God, I am what he has made me to be. I am who God has made me to be. Listen, 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 listen. Don't ever get the big head. Don't ever get full of pride. Because whatever you are, no matter how gifted you are, God did it. You can't take credit for it. Listen, we talk about homosexuality and all that being the greatest sin. Really, all sin is the same. But, but, but God hates pride. He hates pride. And that means that when you think you did it by your own. But I want you to know, God's grace has lifted you. God's grace has kept you. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you wouldn't be here today. I was back there. I was back. And, 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 and I was after the 8 o'clock service, and I was changing clothes. Otis was talking about the sermon. And as we were talking back and forth, God took me to Isaiah 52, verse 11. That's a verse of the... Uh, the, 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 the foretelling of, of Jesus, what he was going to go through in the beatings and, and, and dying on the cross. Isaiah prophesies this 750 years before it takes place. And Isaiah says this, says, and his, faces are, his face was more murdered. That means this Figure, and his body was more disfigured than any man. I said, matter of fact, he says, I said, he became the object of horror. Many that saw him was astounded at him because anybody else wouldn't have made it to the cross. They would have died at the beating. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? His face and his whole appearance was so murdered, was so disfigured, more than any man's, and his form beyond the sons of man. Listen, and those that saw him couldn't believe what they saw. Then it hit me. His physical was a picture of our spiritual. What Satan did to him in the physical 
is what Satan did to us in the spiritual. He so murdered our identity that we don't even look like anything like what we supposed to look like. And we allow the world to dictate to us a picture that is not even us. Christ came to destroy the works of Satan. He's calling us back from where we've fallen from. He says to us, you are my beloved. He says to us, you are my elect. He says to us, I think I got something. Help, help, help me out. Bring up what, what, I, what, I, what I, and this is just a little sample of what I found. I am called of God. I am chosen. I am the apple of my father's eyes. I'm being changed into his image. I'm a new creation. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm forgiven of all, not some, but all my past, my present, and my future sin. I'm redeemed from the curse. I'm not cursed no more. Matter of fact, I'm blessed. I'm blessed above and beneath. I'm blessed. I'm elected. I'm victorious. I'm one in Christ. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made from my spirit first. I am set free. Listen, too many of us are so in bondage because we're so worried about other people think of us. Hey, you know what? You got to get over that. <laughs> when you know who you are in Christ, it don't matter what anybody else thinks about you. They don't have to like you. They can talk about you. They can think and call you a holy roller. They can say, you think you cute? Maybe you know you cute. But if God made you that way, you claim that thing and you walk it out. That I am who I am because God has made me who I am. See, until we begin to work the word of God in our spirit. Listen, 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 listen. Young ladies, young men, you better find somebody that can speak into your spirit. If they're talking other stuff, they're not the right one for you. If they don't know who they are in Christ, they will tear you down to where they are. If they don't know who they are, they don't have freedom and they're in bondage, they don't want you to be free. I don't care how much they say they love you. Even if it's family, if they're not walking in freedom, they don't want you to walk in freedom. I mean, it's just the way it is. Here you are having fun and, and enjoying your life, and they got something to say about it because they're not enjoying their life. 
Oh, uh, give me Jesus. Oh, give me Jesus. Because in Jesus, there's freedom. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. Oh, he said, the truth shall set you free. The truth of who you are. The truth of what he's done for you. The truth that he's restoring you. The truth that he called you. The truth that he anointed you. The truth that you got a purpose. The truth that you are who he says you are. The truth that he's continually setting you free. The truth that he loves you. The truth that he's working on you. The truth that God got you in his hands. The truth that you are. That you are. That you are. That you are. Everything. Everything that God says that you are. <laughs>